And so today, as we near the end of our Violence of Good series, I want to share about the violence of praise. The violence of praise. So we're going to take a look at some examples in the Bible that show us how effective praise is in our lives. And we are also going to look at this moment in Luke, Luke chapter 19. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Luke chapter 19. And we're going to start in verse 28 through 40. It says this, verse 28. When he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said, go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there on which no one has ever sat. How many of you guys are grateful that God tells us what to do and when to do it? So I love that. So go there and, and untie it and bring it. If anyone asks, why are you untying it? Say this, the Lord needs it. Verse 32. So those who were sent left and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the young donkey, its owner said to them, why are you untying the donkey? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their clothes on the donkey, they helped Jesus get on it. Verse 36. As he was going along, they were spreading their clothes on the road. Now he came near to the path down of Mount Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples begin to praise God joyfully. And this is what we want to get at. They begin to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. They shouted, Bless is the King. Bless is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And they kept saying it. Bless is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Verse 39. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And verse 40, he, he answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would even cry out. Would you pray with me one more time? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this moment. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in and through our lives. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house, the well, Father. Two campuses, but one church. Father, I thank you, Lord, that as I speak tonight, that it would be your word speaking through me. Father, I get rid of any anxiety, any fear that would hinder me from preaching your word to your children, who you call your beloved. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word tonight, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. I pray that no life that's in this room leaves the same way that they came in. But wisdom and revelation take place in our lives. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone shouted. Amen. Everybody shout number one. Praise scares the opposition. Praise scares the opposition. Luke 19, 47 through 48 says this. Every day he was teaching in the temple. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people were looking for a way to kill him. But they could not find a way to do it. Because all the people were captivated by what they had heard. And I love, I'm about to read a story in Second Chronicles. I'm about to go old school on you guys. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And, and I love this, this picture because this is what the picture of winning the battle through praise, what it looks like. And so if you don't know this, this, this um, text, basically what's happening is King Jehoshaphat is about to um, go up against a massive army. And an army that, that like, looks like he, he's, he's outnumbered, that he would not be able to win this battle. And so he goes in. That's like me battling LeBron James. It's be like, like looking at him like, okay, like you know that you're going to lose. Like why are you even trying? So, but he goes into this battle thinking that he was going to lose. But God spoke to him. Second Chronicles 20, 15 says this. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. 
do not be afraid. Somebody shout, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. For the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. He's saying, he's telling them what to do, exactly what to do. March down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. I love that. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem. He says it again. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Verse 18 says this. Jehoshaphat bowed down. This is what I want to get to. He bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and the Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. They praised him with what? A very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord, your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting, this is what I want to get to in verse 21. After consulting the people of Jehoshaphat, the people that Jehoshaphat appointed, men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Verse 22, as they begin to sing praises, so as they begin to sing praises, watch what happens right here. As they begin to open up their mouth and sing praises, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. I love this. As they begin to sing and praise, as they begin to open up their mouth and thank God and praise him for what he's done, what he's done in their lives, after they begin to praise him, what happened? The army began to be defeated. But they weren't silent. They didn't just sit there and, and just fight. They didn't fight the battle. The Bible says in the word of God that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers and rulers of this air. And so what they were doing, they were opening up their mouth to speak out God's praise and his goodness. They cried out, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And I love this. The fear of God came on. This is verse 29. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms. When they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. Somebody shout praise. So praise scares the opposition. What does the opposition look like? It might, might not look like, and for all of us, I don't think any of us are in battle right now. So it doesn't look like fighting somebody in battle. But what does the opposition look like? It may look like fear that's happening around you. It may look like your family not knowing Jesus. It may look like sickness that's in your body. That's the opposition. But what do we choose to do? What do we have to do? We have to praise and give thanks. We have to open up our mouth and speak out and praise aloud, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So number one, praise scares the opposition. Somebody shout number two. Praise is filled with remembrance. Praise is filled with Remembrance, Luke 19, 37 through 38, it says this. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles 
they had seen. This is Palm Sunday. These are the people that, that he's, Jesus has pictured this. He's riding in on a donkey. Riding in on a donkey and people around him, all the disciples. And previous to this, basically what had happened a week previous to this and some days, Lazarus was rose, risen from the dead. And so in this moment, they had just experienced Lazarus being raised from the dead after being dead for four days. They had experienced Jesus laying hands on people, healing the sick, healing the blind eyes. They had experienced all of that. So the crowd that was following Jesus knew how faithful he was. And so it says at the end, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully. Praise him what? Joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Praise is filled with remembrance. Praise is filled with remembrance. So they chose to praise him for all the things that they had seen him do. All the miracles, him laying hands on blind eyes, him, him, the woman with the issue of blood coming to him. They had praised him for all the things that they had seen. In verse 38, they said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. As I was preparing for this, this message, there's, there's one person that just stuck out to me. And it's not to boast and to brag about this one person, but um, this one person is Pastor Justin. And um, as I began to prepare for this message and, and talk about praise and worship and, and what that looks like, I was like, man, like, who exemplifies that? Who exemplifies praise and worship? And I've had the opportunity to, to hang out with, with um, Pastor Justin, and, and we hang out, we laugh, we goof around. Most of it's goofing around and, and joking around. But a lot of it's serious, too, as well. <laughs> we can get work done when we need to get work done. But I've seen him on this platform, and I've seen him off the platform. I've seen him in the highest of, highest of life, and I've seen him in the low, lowest of life. And so I've had the opportunity to, to be around him. But I, I love it when he comes in here and he worships on Sunday or, or whatever, and Sandy are here. And I could tell that when he opens up his mouth, he worships from a place of remembering where he was. He worships from a place of remembering all that God has brought him through and all that God is bringing him through. And so when we come into here, when we come into this place on Sunday morning or Sunday night, when we come in here and worship, the moment that we open up our mouth and worship Jesus, it should be from a place of remembering all that he has brought us out of. You see, a lot of times we come into church and we want to we just worship and pity on us. We want to have a pity party for ourselves. We want to have a pity party and woe is me, woe is me, I'm, uh, my life is sucks. Everything around me is failing. I don't have a job. I don't got a girlfriend. Ah, oh, it just sucks. I don't, I don't love, man, I got to come in here and worship. A lot of times we come in here with that mentality. We come into, into this place with that attitude. But we should come into this place with the attitude of remembering, come on somebody, remembering all that he has done in our life. The very fact that you're breathing and sitting in these chairs right now is a miraculous miracle that he's working in you. And so when we come into this place and we worship God, and as we embark on, on Easter Sunday, man, I'm so excited because this week I'm going to be praising God all the way through Easter because I know his faithfulness. I know that on Good Friday what he did. I know that he rose from the grave on three days later and he ascended into heaven. I know the faithfulness of God. So when we come into this place, we ought to remember all that he's done in our lives. We ought to thank him and shout out, God, you are so good. You are worthy to be praised. We love you, Lord. We come into this place remembering all that he has done. Sometimes I think we forget all that God has brought us through. It's so easy, right? It's so easy to go into fear. It's so easy to go into the things that's easy. It's so easy to just go into those things. 
those fears, those doubts, those insecurities. And we forget what life was like without, us, without our Savior. Sometimes we forget what life was like before. The metallic taste of what life was like. The emptiness of what life was like without our Savior. So when we come into this place, we ought to remember God's faithfulness. Even if, if all hell is breaking loose in your life. Even when things look crazy in your life. We ought to remember his faithfulness. And praise him for what he has done. Everybody shout number three. Praise paves the way for miracles. Praise paves the way for miracles. In Luke 19, as Jesus was riding in on Palm Sunday, in Luke 19, when Jesus was riding in on a donkey, these people were paving the way for the biggest miracle in all of history. Think about it. As they were laying down their clothes, as they were laying palm branches down, they were literally ushering in the biggest miracle that would be in the history of all humanity. They were literally paving the way. And, and I love this. If you, if you guys aren't familiar, because I love the picture that Jesus was riding in on a donkey. Because back in this day, if you were a king or, or anything like that, you would ride in on stallions. You would ride in on, on great horses. But Jesus chose to ride in on a donkey. He chose to ride in on a donkey. And that signifies to me how good he is even more. He chose to ride in on this donkey. And so he's riding in on this donkey. And these people around him are, are saying, blessed is the, the king. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he. They didn't even know. They didn't even know that he was going to raise from the dead three days later. They didn't even know that he was about to embark on one of the most um, painful experiences that any human could ever go through. They didn't even know that. They didn't even know that they were ushering in his very presence Ushering in a miracle that was about to happen. They were paving a way for the biggest miracle to ever happen in the history of humanity. We see another example of this in, in Acts 16. Acts 16, 22 through 34. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. This is a story about Paul and Silas. And if you don't know, aren't familiar with this text. Basically, Paul and Silas were beaten and stoned to death. Almost nearly stoned to death. And they were in prison for sharing the gospel sharing the good news of God. And so they were in this prison. And verse 22, it says this. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Verse 23. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in, in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stock. So the, their feet were shackled. Could barely move. And, and this isn't like the, the, the prettiest prison. So nowadays when you go to prison, obviously it's not the best thing. But nowadays they feed you food. They do all the things. There's so many. You can shower. You can do those things. But back in this, in this, in this story, in this text, they couldn't even do that. They weren't giving them food. They weren't going to feed them. They weren't going to do anything like that. They couldn't take a shower. And so they were, they were bound with shackles around their feet. And at 25, verse 25, it says this, at about midnight, and midnight signifies the darkest hour in your life and, and the turn of a new day. So it signifies that, that moment. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were praying and what? Singing hymns to God. In the darkest moment of their life, they could have, they could have chosen to, to, to be frustrated. They could have chosen and said, they could have just like yelled at the guards and said, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Why am I here? They could have just kept talking. 
They could have complained while they were in there, but what did they do? They prayed and sung hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, this is verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. What did they do when they were in fear and they were shackled and they were bound up? They prayed and they praised. They prayed and they praised. They prayed and they praised. Even when the circumstances didn't look like it was going to get better, they didn't know that they were going to be unchained and, and that the, earth, the earthquake was going to come. They didn't know that they were going to be loose. Think about it. They could have been there the rest of their lives. They didn't know what God was about to do in that moment. But they chose to sing and pray. They prayed and they sung over and over. And because of that, there was a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. What do we do when we're in fear and we have anxiety? We pray and we praise. What do we do when our marriage isn't going and looking like what we want it to look like? We pray and we praise. What do we look like when we lost our job and we don't have any money to pay rent? You pray and you praise. You pray and you praise. When you're sick in your body, what should we be doing? We should be praying and praising. We should be worshiping God. When everything doesn't look like we want it to look like, we should be what? Praying and praising God because he is faithful and he is good. So I love this miracle in this text. That was a miracle. That was a miracle. When Jesus loosed them and the earthquake happened and their chains were loosed and they went out, that was a miracle. So praise pays away for a miracle. Somebody shout praise. Somebody shout miracle. And last but not least is number four. Is praise cannot be silenced. Praise cannot be silenced. I'll have the band come up. Luke 19, 39 through 40. It says this. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. The stones would cry out. I love this picture. What, what, is, what, what are they saying in this text? What's happening in this text is when they say the stones will cry out. It shows me that, that even if we don't choose to worship, we as humanity don't choose to worship, the stones will cry out. So what does that mean? If you don't choose to worship, the mountains will cry out. And worship. If you don't choose to worship, the valleys will cry out and worship. If you don't choose to worship, the birds in the air will choose to worship. If you don't choose to worship, the wind that sweeps will choose to worship. Why? Because Jesus created every living thing. And he said, if you're not choosing to worship in your circumstance, if you're not choosing to worship when all hell is breaking loose around you, if you don't choose to worship, you know what? Even the mountains will worship me. Even the valleys will worship me. Even the wind will worship me. Even all of creation, all the birds, all the animals of the field, all the forests, all the insects will choose to worship me. And so this tells me we have to get a hold of this. As we're ushering in this movement, as we're ushering in what's about to happen on Easter Sunday, 
we have to realize that this is the moment. This is the very moment that ushers in his crucifixion. This is the very moment that ushers in when he rose from the dead three days later. This is the moment. So we have to choose to worship. And I was, as I was, I was, I came early this morning before our 10 a.m. service and I was just, just praying and, and just talking to God. And um, this song came into my heart, into my spirit. And it's an old song, but it's a song that I feel like is needed right now in this moment. And it goes like this. It says,